And good afternoon, uh, Jersey Joe podcast listeners. Hey, this is uh, Jersey Joe here. It's uh, January 16th, 2024. I'm going solo today. Producer Susan has a strep throat, so she won't be able to join us. So I'll have to kind of handle this on my own, and hopefully I can get through it without her assistance. Anyway, here's what we're going to talk about today. It's the situation with Jersey Joe. It's uh, news and perspective you won't hear on TV, and we got a bunch of things to talk about you haven't heard about on TV, I guarantee you, or you've heard only one side. Um, anyway, our quote of the week is from economist Tom and Soul on how well-intentioned visions of a better world can become nightmares. In a new segment I'm going to call The Biggest Lie of the Week, we'll tell you how the media and some politicians are both incorrectly claiming that members of the Texas National Guard prevented Customs and Border Patrol agents from rescuing a mother and two children who drowned while attempting to swim across the Rio Grande River last week. It made all the national news networks saying that the Texas National Guard prevented um, Customs and Border Patrol from rescuing a mother and two children. And as a result of their uh, blocking them, those people died. And that is absolutely a lie. We're going to tell you why it's a lie. And the stupidest thing all week, I'll tell you about uh, what new classes of people the FAA is seeking to hire in order to meet their new diversity, equity, and inclusion goals. Uh, you might be shocked at uh, what the FAA is now considering in terms of qualifications for some of their hires. In a story we didn't get to last week, we mentioned it but never got to it, we'll tell you where the best-selling electric vehicles in the world are being made and by what company. And here's your hint, it isn't Tesla. In a related story, we'll tell you which major car rental company is giving up on electric vehicles and why. And uh, they're going to be selling all 20,000 electric vehicles in their fleet and not buying any more. And we'll tell you which company that is and why they made that decision. We'll tell you about some new data just released by the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Division of the Treasury, regarding how many guns there are in, the, in this in the United States and how many of them are AR-15-style rifles and how frequently those types of guns are used to commit mass shootings. Both of those figures might surprise you. We'll play a clip of one of my favorite senators, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana, questioning a uh, Biden uh federal court judge nominee about uh, asking her a few simple questions about the u.s constitution and uh why her name has been withdrawn from uh, consideration as a nominee we'll tell you about a recent ruling by the federal court judge concerning the legality of a law that bans people from entering a post office while carrying a concealed weapon uh, if you didn't know that it's it's been illegal for the past 50 years to enter a post office building with a concealed weapon and we'll tell you what a federal judge uh, ruled on that issue. We'll tell you about a new virus threat that you might have seen pop up on your Facebook pages and why it might, uh, why you might want to mention it to people and why that uh, virus might even mention somebody you know and why you want to be aware of it and tell your friends not to click on those. And we'll tell you about a new study that answers the question, why is it necessary for people and mammals to sleep? We all know what happens if you don't sleep, but uh, the, the reason why those things happen has never been answered. And we'll tell you uh, why those unfortunate symptoms occur if you don't sleep. And finally, our taxpayer relief shot comes to us from Houston, where a woman's boyfriend, uh, where a woman drops her boyfriend off at his apartment, and he goes up, and just as she's leaving, two armed thugs try to uh, rob her at gunpoint, gunpoint and steal her truck, and her boyfriend hears the screams, and comes running back and we'll tell you what happens when he comes back with his gun and confronts the two thugs anyway probably won't get to all of it but we'll try anyway here's a quote of the week by economist thomas soul and he said many on the political left are political left are so entranced 
by the beauty of their vision that they cannot see the ugly reality they are creating in the world today. Um, and if you need to delve into it, just think about, we need to do this, we need to do that. Wouldn't it be great if we could do that? But in so doing, I mean, this is the vision of socialism. Wouldn't it be, you know, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could ever get there? But on the way there, the things you do actually make people's lives worse. And I, I can't, we could, I don't want to go, I could spend a whole half hour on, on uh, these things that the, the political left wants to do in the name of this you know, few perfect uh, nirvana in the future. But in the meantime, they're wreaking havoc in our day-to-day -day lives. But again, his, his quote is, many on the political left are so entranced by the beauty of their vision that they cannot see the ugly reality that they are creating in the world life, in the real world. Anyway, we move on to the biggest lie of the week. If you've watched the national news at all, you, you may not remember, but they all did a story that reported that the Texas National Guards uh, prevented Customs and Border Patrol agents from saving a mother and two children who were drowning while trying to swim across the Rio Grande River. It didn't happen. Um, and what happened is the uh, Customs and Border Patrol called up, a, uh, showed up at this state park about a half an hour after the initial call came in about people in distress, and they wanted to cut through the park. And the Texas National Guard said, "No, you know, you can't cut through the park; it's closed." And then uh, some politician said, well, these people drowned because Customs and Border Patrol weren't permitted to go through the park. That's not what happened. Here's what the Texas Military Department said. By the time the Border Patrol agents requested access to the site Friday night, the drownings had already occurred. Mexican authorities were in the process of recovering the bodies, and Border Patrol expressed those exact facts to the uh, Texas National Guard personnel on site. The Texas Military Department Saturday said it was contacted by Border Patrol agents at 9 o'clock on a Friday night about a migrant in distress situation. Remember, this is a phone call, at which time the Texas National Guard searched the river with lights and night vision goggles and could find no immigrants observed. At no time that did the Texas Military Division uh, along the river observe any distressed migrants nor did Texas Military Division turn back any illegal immigrants from the U.S. during that period. The Texas Military Department was also at no point where they made aware of any bodies in the area of the park, nor was TMD made aware of any bodies being discovered on the U.S. side of the border situation. So again, so the media, some politician made this claim that these people drowned because the Texas National Guard prevented uh, Customs and Border Patrol from entering the park. And as I just read to you, it was by the time Texas Border Patrol showed it, it was all over. They had died. When they got the phone call, the National Guard immediately began searching the river with, with lights and night vision goggles. They couldn't find anybody in distress. Had they found them in distress, they would have attempted a rescue, but they weren't. Remember, it's January. It's at night. The river is, and it's been raining. You've got a rushing, freezing river at nine o'clock at night. And this mother and her two children tried to cross the river and drowned. Nobody drowned because the Texas National Guard prevented customs from attempting a rescue. These, they, they, when they got the phone call, they looked, they couldn't find them. There was nobody there. And by the time customs and border patrol showed up, Mexican authorities were already conducting a body recovery operation. So if you hear that the Texas National Guard uh, is responsible for the death of a mother and two children, that's a lie. That's the big lie. 
All right. Do we want to move on to the the largest car maker in the world? Most people would say it's Tesla. Well, it isn't. Ever heard of a company called B as in boy, Y as in yellow, D as in dog, BYD? They're now the largest producer of electric vehicles, and they're based in China. And here's a quote from the story. While Tesla delivered more than 484,000 electric vehicles in the fourth quarter, which is up 19% uh, from a year earlier, BYD sold more than 526,000 battery-only vehicles in the same quarter, and Tesla had already, and they had already passed uh, Tesla on total e EV sales, including plug-in hybrids, which are partially electric, that, which are partially electric. So BYD is now the world's largest manufacturer. BYD, a Chinese company world's largest manufacturer of electric vehicles. And by the way, they're selling very, very popular um, throughout uh, Russia and even Europe. Uh, you'll see a lot of BYD. In fact, you'll see more BYD cars in Europe than you will Teslas because they are uh, much cheaper uh, than a Tesla. So uh, anybody thinks Tesla is the largest electric vehicle company, they are not. Now, in a related story, rental giant Hertz on Thursday said it will sell off their entire fleet of electric vehicles, which is about 20,000 electric vehicles, and buy more gas-powered cars, which is a stunning reversal after tapping NFL legend Tom Brady to tout its transition to EVs. And they paid it. They, they had a huge ad campaign. They paid Tom, God knows how much they had to pay Tom Brady to do these commercials. Um, so they spent all this money to buy the fleet, advertise the fleet, tout the fleet, um, and now, after 18 months, they're giving up. The company said the high cost to repair electric vehicles and a lack of demand among renters led to its decision to abandon those plans. So there you go. Hertz is dumping 20,000 electric vehicles and reinvest, reinvesting the money they're going to get into um, gas-powered cars. And by the way, so if you're looking to buy a used EV, you might contact Hertz. They got a lot to sell. All right. Now, I don't know if this is the stupidest thing I've heard all week. Um, we all know what that the FAA is, right? We know what they do. They run air traffic control, radar centers, uh, towers. They, they do um, safety inspections. They're, the FAA has announced that they're actively recruiting workers who suffer, and this is a quote, who suffer from severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric problems and other mental and physical conditions under a diversity and inclusion hiring initiative spelled out in the agency's website. Targeted disabilities are those disabilities that the federal government as a matter of policy has identified for special emphasis in recruitment and hiring. Now, maybe it's, maybe it's just me, maybe there are places within the FAA where people with severe intellectual and psychiatric problems uh, can perform a useful function. Offhand, I can't think of any, if you can, let me know, but uh, I think the opportunity to, to employ people with severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric problems has to be limited. Um, so I didn't call it the stupidest thing I've heard all week, but I'm shaking my head whether or not this is really in the best interest of the organization. Um, moving on. Anyway, ATF, part, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, part of the U.S. Treasury. Uh, they're responsible for, you know, when people buy guns, they have to fill out the background check form that Hunter Biden was accused of lying about. Um, they keep track of how many background checks get done, how many guns get sold. 
Uh, and for the last three years, the, about 20 million guns a year are being sold in this country. And by the way, the uh, gun homicide rate has been dropping steadily. So no, more guns don't mean more gun deaths because <clears throat> despite an extra 60 million guns being sold in this country in the past three years, the gun homicide rate continues to decline. But the question has always been, well, how many guns are there in the United States? Like, a couple of years back, people were saying, well, it's 300 million. And then about three, four years ago, people were saying it's 400 million. Well, the numbers are out. According to the data at the end of last year, there were approximately 473 million guns in this country. And at 20 million a year, that's by, by this time next year, it could be 500 million. Um, now, how many of those, let's, let's talk about what percentage of those guns are being misused to kill people. Well, there's about 15,000 gun homicides in, in, the, in the U.S. last year, which is down from a, a high of 19,000 about 20 years ago. But if you divide 15,000 by 500 millions, uh, you get the, which that'll give you the percentage of guns that were used illegally to murder somebody. Well, 15,000 divided by five, 473 million is less than 0.004%. That is four thousandths of 1%, which means that the other 99.996% of the guns in this country weren't used to murder anyone last year. Now, when you compare those statistics to uh, other highly regulated, potentially deadly products, I can't think of another highly regulated, deadly products that has an, 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 uh, a regulatory effect as good as that. You know of any other that has a 0.004% failure rate in terms of regulation? Uh, you know, cars are, are far greater than that. We lose 40,000 people a year to cars. Uh, cars are a regulated deadly product. Well, you, you lose um, uh, four times as many people to uh, motor vehicle accidents than you do to gun deaths. So anyway, so that's where we are. 99.996% of the guns in this country weren't used to murder anybody last year. But that gets us to the next question. Of those 473 million guns, how many of those 473 are AR-15 type style rifles, which by the way, uh, politicians like to, to refer to as assault rifles, but uh, knowledgeable shooters and hunters refer to the AR-15 style rifle as the modern sporting rifle. It's become one of the most popular hunting rifles around. It's uh, adjustable stock, it's lightweight, it's weatherproof, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, the old wood guns were heavy. They, if they got wet, the wood would warp. Um, they didn't have an adjustable stock, so it was kind of a one-size-fits-all. Uh, and if you put on extra heavy clothing and you know, the stock was too long. Anyway, so the AR-15 has become the most popular hunting rifle in the past decade. And uh, so now there's some data. There are approximately 28 million, 28 million AR-15s in this country. And I'm not including other uh, semi-automatic guns like AK-47s. I'm just talking about AR-15, which is better known as the modern sporting rifle. So now the question is, you always hear about, oh, the shooter used an AR-15. Well, the media loves to play up the shooter used an AR-15. But if you go back over the past decade uh, and, and actually do a count as to how, how often an AR-15 has been used in a mass shooting, you might be surprised that I, I actually went back and did the count. AR-15s have only been used 16 times in a mass shooting in the past decade. That's less than twice a year. Think about it. I mean, you'll hear something like Uvalde, you know, the school in Texas, 
Um, but you'll hear about that for two years. And then you'll hear about the trial. And you hear about the guy up in Buffalo who shot at the supermarket. He's at trial now. You're still hearing about that, even though it's a two-year-old case. So the number of times that AR-15s are used to shoot somebody in a mass shooting is only 16 times in the past decade. Well, if you divide those 16 mass shootings uh, in the past decade by the 28 million AR-15 style rifles, you know what that percentage comes to? Try 0 0.00008. That is eight one hundred thousandths of 1%. Uh, so that means the, the other 99.999992% of the AR-15s in this country have never been used in a mass shooting. And yet that's a big bogeyman. By the way, more people are stabbed to death uh, than are shot with an AR-15. And more people are beaten to death and choked to death with hands and feet than are killed by AR-15. So knives, hands, and feet kill more people annually than an AR-15. Yet all the focus is on the on the big black scary gun. Anyway, so if AR-15s are not being used to murder hundreds of people in this country every year, what type of guns are responsible for more than 90% of the annual gun homicides in this in this country each year? Well, if you don't know the answer, it's ordinary handguns. Ordinary handguns account for more than 98% of the gun homicides in this country every year. It's been that way for a decade. It's not AR-15s, it's handguns. Now, sleep. We all know what happens if you don't sleep. You know, a lack of sleep can lead to all sorts of unpleasant side effects, up to and including heart arrhythmia, death, uh, uh, schizophrenia. I mean, we all know about what happens when you don't sleep, but those are symptoms, but not why those symptoms occur. Well, there's finally been a study that came out that says here's why those things happen. If you're familiar with computer hard drives, there's something called defragging. Um, on a computer, as, as, new, as new bits of data are copied to your hard drive, it gets mixed up with other files. And you might have a, you know, you have, might have one big file, might be an Excel file, might be a Word document. But instead of being one complete file, uh, anytime there's a spare gap, a little hole in that file where there's some unused data, uh, other bits of the com your computer will store little bits of data in those empty spots. But that means when you go to recall the data, your computer then has to pull a little bit of the document from here and a little bit of the document from there and a little bit of the document from another place instead of just being able to pull up one group of, uh, of bytes on your hard drive. So people are maybe familiar with something called defragging, which is called defragmentation where you would run a defragmentation uh, procedure on your hard drive. And what it would do is it would reorganize all your files. It would take all the big files, uh, put them all together in one continuous file. It would remove the extraneous little bits of data that were part of other files and put them in, in their own little spot so that your hard drive wasn't hunting back and forth, grabbing little bits of data from all over the, the hard drive to find it. Well, that's uh, scientists have figured out that's what happens to your brain, that during the day, your brain is receiving millions of pieces. Every time you look around the room, every time you, you look left and right, your brain is gathering data. You know, is there a car coming to my left? Is, who's that person over there across the street? Uh, is that light green yet? Did that light just turn red? All those little bits, bits of data go into your brain, and they just get randomly stored in your brain, but it gets very, very messy. What happens when you sleep is that the brain reorganizes itself. 
it 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 pulls all those little random pieces of data and it puts them over in one part of your brain and it recompresses and organizes some of the, the bigger, more important memories, um, you know, whether it be a wedding or the birth of your child. So sleep is basically uh, defragmenting your brain. It keeps your brain organized and, uh, and sharp. So that's why you need sleep. And when you don't get sleep, that's why you start to basically, people say, well, he's losing it because he didn't get any sleep. So sleep allows the brain to reorganize bits of data as collected during the day that might be stored in a manner that's interfering with other parts of your brain that control the more critical parts of your body's, body's operating system. So that's why you need sleep, and that's why those symptoms occur if you don't get sleep. Now, moving on to my favorite senator, John Kennedy, who we've played clips from him before. Now, John, Senator John Kennedy, he's Republican from Louisiana. He sounds like a good old boy. He's got this kind of Southern drawl, but don't let that fool you. He's a Harvard Law School grad. Anyway, Here's a 60-second clip of Senator Kennedy um, questioning a Biden nominee for a federal uh, court position, uh, and he's asking him some very simple. Now, this member, this is a federal. She's a nominee for a federal position. He's asking her some very simple questions about the Constitution because she's up as a federal judge, and they typically have to rule on constitutional issues. And here's his questions to this this woman, Kennedy. On the far end. Uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? Um, in my 12 years as an assistant attorney general huh? and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Um, we are the highest trial court in Washington state, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with, and I thoroughly review the law, our research, and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it as a, if you're confirmed. I can assure you of that. All right, and for those who don't know, Article 5 uh, is, is simply the process by which the Constitution can be amended. Article 2 sets forth the duties, responsibilities, and limitations of the president and the executive, you know, the chief executive. And purposivism is interpreting the Constitution uh, in a manner that is consistent with the purpose intended, the intended purpose. In other words, you can have textualist, textualism where you simply read the words and say, well, according to the dictionary, that word means this, while ignoring the purpose of the, of the, of the clause in the Constitution. So he's asking him about purposivism, which means interpreting a Constitution consistent in a manner that it was intended to be used or applied. And the, so those are three very relevant questions. After that embarrassing uh, performance by the judge, the Biden administration withdrew her name from consideration. Um, anyway, here's a virus warning. If you've seen a post pop up in your Facebook page, uh, uh, oh, the tra tragedy he missed him, risked him, I will miss him, he died so young or a picture of a, a, a state trooper standing in the midst of an overturned car 
tragic accident. And by the way, these uh, rest in peace, I'll miss him. He died so young. They'll typically reference a name of somebody, you know, they'll like so-and-so was tagged, like your, your friend John Smith was tagged in this post. These are viruses. Do not click on any of these things like where it says, rest in peace, I'll miss him. He died too young. Um, all this means is somebody's gotten a hold of one of your friend's address book and they're posting uh, stuff to his page, his or her page. And if you follow them, it shows up on your feed and it'll show up as a, it'll show up as a, a post from their Facebook page on your Facebook page. It's a virus. Do not click on that link if it says, he died too young, I'll miss him, rest in peace, or tragic accident. Do not click on those links. It is a virus. And um, if you see them, uh, and please tell your friends, if you've seen them, that's what they are. Don't click, tell your friends about them. All right, let's talk about guns into a post office. Most of you know, you probably can't bring a gun into a post office, but you know, it wasn't always that way. Up until 1972, there was no law that said you couldn't bring your gun into a post office. Um, in fact, <laughs> um, I remember going at the post office in a little rural town upstate New York was actually in the general store. You go in there and buy shotgun shells. You can bring your shotgun in. Anyway, 1972, federal government passed a law saying, hey, you can't bring a gun into any federal building, including a post office. Well, the federal judge last week, last week ruled that it's unconstitutional to ban guns from post offices. Now, that ruling will obviously be appealed, but if it holds, once again, because right now, concealed carry holder, like, uh, if you are a concealed carry holder and you normally have your gun on you, you have to take it out and leave it in your car. And actually, if your car is parked in the post office parking lot, even if you leave it there, you're still technically breaking the law because the, the parking lot is part of the post office ground. So, it's going to be an interesting challenge uh, to see if uh, that his ruling uh, holds. But as of the moment, um, a ju federal judge says, no, you can't prohibit guns from being brought into a post office. Now, taxpayer relief shot. In Houston, I mentioned a woman drops her boyfriend off who returned uh, and as it's at night and he goes up to his apartment and then he hears her screaming. Well, the, the reason she's screaming is two armed men are attempting to carjack her. And let's see if I can find this clip of what the uh, the first voice you'll hear will be the uh, police captain explaining what happened. Here we go. Maxwell, uh, just right at 1 a.m., have a, a, a shooting. Uh, it came out as a robbery slash shooting originally when officers got here. A lot of a lot of moving parts. Um, my name is Lieutenant R. Wilkins, W-I-L-L-K-E-N-S. Uh, right now we have one adult male. Don't know exact age right now. It appears probably in his late 20s or 30s. And he is deceased on the scene, has multiple gunshot wounds. Uh, it appears possibly he did have a weapon. And what we're being told from the witnesses and the individuals that were involved in this is that how it all started was there, where there was a male and a female. They were in a truck at the location and they had just came back from eating. The male in the, in the truck actually went up to his apartment, which was just upstairs. And the female that actually owns the truck was fixing to leave. What they're telling us is that two men, maybe a man and a woman, but for sure one male who we believe is the deceased male, came with uh, both of them were armed with pistols. Came up, pulled her out of the pulled her out of the truck, had guns to her head, and the end of the male that heard the commotion had actually was her friend had just went upstairs. That's the one that was with her in the truck. Just went upstairs. He heard the commotion, 
which was just below his apartment, he came out with a weapon, a pistol as well. And there was there was uh, rounds that were fired from it appears both parties. And the end result is the one Mel that's on the scene that's deceased. Um, that's the only one that's injured that we know of. Everybody's cooperating on the scene. Uh, the one, the individual that they're saying there was one more individual that may have been a woman. They're not certain if it's a male or female, but left on foot. So we're looking for that individual. So homicide is going to be working it. And that's really all we have right now. All right. So uh, remember, they trade shots. So practice pays. Remember, the bad guys and the good guy both traded shots. Good guy walked away unscathed. The bad guy wound up dead in the street, hit multiple times. So if you are do own a gun, practice uh, it makes it pays to practice your gun. Uh, practice with your gun. Anyway, um, we're running out of time. I want to thank all of you who listen to this podcast for giving up 30 minutes out of your day to listen to me ramble on about the things I find of interest and importance. And I hope you found them to be as interesting and important as I did. And if so, continue to listen in, uh, to this podcast in the weeks and months to come. Uh, if you want to uh, see any of the uh, show materials, just go to jerseyjoe.com. That's jersey with a R and a Z, J-E-R-Z-E-E, jerseyjoe.com. If you want to send me a question, uh, a comment, a topic uh, that you'd like me to talk about, again, uh, just send it to joe at jerseyjoe.com. Just remember to spell jersey, J-E-R-Z-E-E, jerseyjoe.com. And uh, with that, I will sign off and hopefully uh, be back next week with producer Susan. Take care. Bye-bye.